0: Mother's Day, here to celebrate Mother's Day, and and if you'll indulge me, I'm going to spend just a little bit talking about my mom, and then I'm going to make some observations, and I'm going to use, if if you'll let me, the traditional, kind of stereotypical idea of what a mom is, that's all right, Uh, and then we're going to talk about the the other moms and our other experiences that maybe didn't fit in that mold, and... uh, by the end, I hope to bring some really good truth to us all that we can all hold on to. Uh, you did not ask me how good my eyes were before you did that, but <laughs> it's all right, it's all right. Yes, uh, found out some people are taller than me, some people are longer. All right, who's your mama? I'm going to talk about my mom just a little bit. You know, uh, Jesus said in a sermon on the mountain, Matthew 5, that the meek, shall inherit the earth. Well, by this standard, my mom was the queen of all of us. She was the epitome of immense strength and weakness, and excuse me, meekness. She gave me the gift of redefining what strength even is, what it means to be strong. know, while it's easy to, to go for revenge, it's much more difficult to seek peace and grace and kindness in the face of adversity. My mom was a pro at that, with unmatched and unwavering resolve. She gave me a lot of gifts in her life. I once had an electric car, a little battery-operated car, and I would play with it, and I would drive it on her body, up her back and down her arm, and you know, the whole time. And then I went up her head, and it wasn't very long before her hair began to tangle into the axle of the car, inextricably, I might add. Uh, this uh, resulted in a very untimely and unflattering haircut. But my mom, she just laughed, and she just kept playing, and she gave me the gift of unconditional love and joy. My mom laughed a lot, by the way. She is uh, singularly responsible for the fact that I believe I'm a lot more funny than I really am. So, yeah, she, you know, She didn't know that I'd snuck up behind her while she was working on paying bills. She came to a point where apparently there were a few more bills than there was money. And suddenly she let out, oh, dang it! Except it wasn't dang it, if you know what I mean. First time I'd ever heard anything like that in my house. I gasped loudly behind her It startled her. She responded immediately by making me kneel down and pray with her for forgiveness. And suddenly I start feeling guilty for what she said. (laughs) But she'd given me a gift. The importance of the words we choose. Accountability. Self-control. Now, I didn't pre-plan to turn on the dryer when my brother got inside. See, See, before we had a house, we lived in an apartment complex, and they had these big dryers that looked a lot like, to us, a lunar module. So we would get inside and spin ourselves around and pretend like we were in space. So when we got our first washer and dryer in our house, we thought, well, give it a shot. I went first. It was all right. Then I let my brother try. Now, it's at this point I want to be clear. I did not put him in the dryer. He voluntarily got into the dryer. It was just at this point that I realized, I don't need any coins. I can just push start. Many thuds later, and screams, I, might, I probably blocked out. Mom came running out. Checked the thumping noise and what was going on after determining that my brother was well and good, and he is, by the way, he's fine. Uh, He's got more gray hair than me, but I don't think that was why. Um, She just laughed and obviously told me not to do that again, but her response was gentleness. She gave me the gift of gentleness and grace. It wasn't unusual for my brother and I to wander through the grocery store while mom and dad shopped. This was especially true at Halloween time because... This crazy store would stack up stacks and stacks of candy on top of a table with a skirt around it. So like anybody could just like hide under there and eat all the candy. <laughs> what were they thinking? Well, that's what we did. So we, well, we, our favorites were the little tiny candy bars. And eventually our, our thirst wasn't quite satisfied. We decided to take a few home with us. Upon discovering this, uh, mom was not happy. She insisted we return to the store immediately and inform the manager. Fortunately, he was understanding, but the message was clear. Good people do not do things that that they know are wrong, at least not without making it right. And she gave me the gift of goodness and integrity. You know, my mom was a talker. She always had something to say or a question, or 20, about how your day went. But in recent years, she had been robbed of her speech. She would try so hard, but no words would come out. And you could see how frustrating it was. A true nightmare for a talker like her. Most of us might just give up and just remain silent. But not mom. Through it all, she was able to communicate. She was able to communicate joy and to laugh and be playful, having the fortitude and the patience and stamina to wait on the rest of us to catch up on what she was trying to communicate. In fact, it struck me how many of the nursing center staff where she was were simply in love with mom, and they were touched by her joy. They expressed how good she made them feel, and they referred to her as our mom. They said, you know, you're not supposed to get too attached in this business. We can't help it with her. I knew this was going to happen. Breath got okay. I realized that none of those people ever knew Mom when she could speak or she could sing, She's a beautiful singer, or even walk. Yet somehow she had touched them just as strongly as if she had told them the secret of life itself. And maybe she did. She gave the gift of patience, joy, beyond her circumstances. You know, not coincidentally, much of what I know about who Jesus Christ is, his character, I learned first by watching my mom, the way she worshiped, the way she prayed, the way she prioritized church, over sports and other activities, made sure we prayed before meals and gave God thanks for all things, the way she read my brother and I Bible stories, held herself and those around her to a higher standard, all of these spoke to her commitment to faith, lived out in real life, right in front of me, she gave me the gift of faith and faithfulness. Galatians 5, and 23 says, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Now, if you're paying attention, you might notice there's a lot of similarities between what my mom gave me and what God gives us in His Spirit. Last year, in April, Right before Mother's Day, my mother almost said I lost my mother, but I know where she is. I didn't lose her, but uh, she decided it was time. God took her home, and uh, I'd been toying with a song that I'd hoped to share with her, but I didn't get that opportunity. Finished it just before just before her funeral, and uh, I'd like to share that with you today. Hopefully, it will bless you, and just honor my mom for a moment. If that's okay. Today, I learned that uh, Brian's arms are longer than mine. Sometimes I'd listen. More often, I would disagree, but you were always there for me. And when I'd fall down, you'd hold my hand while I got up. I never prayed. Now, was for my mama. Now I have not uh, ever prepared for a sermon where I came to tears more than this one. And it's a uh, bear with me. You know, moms are a powerful influence on our lives. How we relate to our mothers is often not dissimilar from how we learn to relate to God. Now, the stereotypical picture of a mother. Is really, if you think about it, a reflection of who God is. Talk about that. We want mom to be proud. Proverbs 3 9 says, Honor God with everything you own and give Him the first and the best. We want to honor God in how we live, we want Him to be proud of us. Well, through our mother, we are conceived. God conceived us and knew us in the beginning. Jeremiah 1.5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. You think it's based on anything you did since then? You might want to read that verse again. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. We're born. Through God, we are born again. John three three says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. God gives us new life. If we don't have one shot. We get to rely on him. Mothers, discipline us. Love that child psychology is the thinking tool. <laughs> you Notice know, the Bible says, God disciplines those he loves. Proverbs 3. Verse 12. Mother's love and forgive over and over again. God is love. Love is from God. First John four and He forgives you. First John one nine. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There's a, a quote by a gentleman named Brendan Manning. It says you will only ever trust God to the degree you believe and know that you're loved by him. We'll only ever trust him to the degree that we believe and know that we're loved by him, that he will forgive us, that he will, that we are who he says we are. We bring mom ugly gifts. Some of you got them this morning. Some of you are about to get them after Sunday school, possibly. I don't know what they're doing over there. but Or potentially, we were the ugly gift. <laughs> a face only a mother could love, right? You know, it, it took me a while to find an ugly baby that I was comfortable putting up here, and finally I thought, man, baby, would work. That's, of course, Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be all right. Okay. God loves us in our ugliness unconditionally. Romans five eight, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, while we were still ugly, God Christ died for us. Our mothers we find comfort in a mother's arms. Man who who doesn't remember a time or long for a time when you could once again be in your mother's arm? So this might seem like an odd slide, but I want to share. I want to share a story with you. I have a friend who is a an owner of a construction company here in town, and he's part of a group of other owners. So every year, one of them has to decide what kind of trip they're going to go on, and one year. One of the owners chose skydiving. He was not happy about this, but nor was he going to be the one that chickened out. But he got a lot less happy about it when he got there, and he found out he had to be strapped up to another dude. He, as he tells it, I've never been so tight with another man in my entire life, and I hope to never be again. But he tells, as he tells the story, they got in the plane. You have to kind of waddle on. He's just the whole time thinking how close he is to this guy he's never met before. Sits down. Now he's in the guy's lap. He's just really not happy about this. And then the plane doors open. Everything changed. He says, when that door opened, I loved that man. I didn't want to be anywhere else but attached to that man as tightly as possible. And that is exactly how it is to get in mom's arms, isn't it? And you just had that day, and you just all you just want is that big hug, and that's what God does for us. That's who God wants to be to us, brings us overwhelming peace and comfort. Mom wants to be involved with us sometimes really involved with us. We can all remember this word, "Mom," because he wanted to be really involved well. Like moms, God wants to be in, involved in every aspect of our life. Psalm 139, Lord, you search me and you know me. Know when I sit and when I rise. You discern my thoughts. You search out my path and my rest. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it. Talk about involved. But that's the level. That's the level God wants us to interact with him, with every thought, with every word, with every choice that we make. Just like mom. So lots of fights have come from uh, from mothers. You know we've all seen the conversation happen where oh you're stupid yeah whatever your dad's ugly oh whatever your brother's dumb oh whatever your mama what'd you say now now we're in a fight right you said mama you don't you went too far it's like this little cartoon here Batman slapping Robin all I had to do was say your mama and they're not friends anymore for a while. Well, just like that, we don't let our mom's name be blasphemed, do we? Just like that, God is offended when his name is said in vain. See that OMG right there? Very pervasive in our society right now. Some of us have gotten real comfortable with it. I had a conversation with another believer about this very topic, and they said, well, I don't mean anything by it. I thought, well, maybe I need to define what in vain means, because that's exactly what it means, using God's name without meaning anything by it. God wants to be spoken to, not used as a filler. In vain, without real significance, value, honor, or importance, faithless or worthless. We use God's name as believers. We hold him up above all things. This is food for your own thought, your own relationship, but I urge you to do some thinking on that because it's getting worse and worse in our society. The fourth commandment, by the way, do not use the Lord's name in vain. Moms provide sustenance and nurture us. The Lord is the one who sustains me. In Psalms 5, what about me? See, I've just used a stereotypical picture of what we know mothers to be. And there's a plethora of other examples, a plethora of other verses of how our picture of mom and our picture of God are very similar. And there's a reason for that we're going to get to. But not everyone had a mom like that. Not everyone had a mom who conveniently spits out the fruits of the Spirit when you tell all the stories. Not everyone had a mom whose actions, whose stance, whose faith was a reflection of who God is. What about them? You know, Mother's Day is a tough day for some people, and maybe in this room. Mothers who have gone on or just didn't act like a mom or weren't around at all for whatever reason, or maybe they just failed. And we all do. The really, really important truth I need you to understand today. And I hope you get it. Genesis 127. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. Genesis 5, when God created mankind, he made them in the likeness of God. He created them male and female and blessed them. And he named them mankind when they were created. Now, why am I talking about this on Mother's Day? You know, all of our language about God is all masculine. He, Father, Abba. And I'm not here to say there's anything wrong with that. What I do need you to understand is that both male and female were fully created in the image of God. God does not have a gender. We just have language that makes us go one way or the other, right? Don't leave here without understanding this. God is the perfect father and the perfect mother too. You know, to all to the moms who got it right, they were simply a reflection of God's image, right? They're created in His image. All of the attributes and qualities we attribute to the stereotypical mother did not come from the mother, they did not come from this mythical creature we call the perfect mom. They came directly from God Himself, from His image. And he has an unconditional mother's love for you. I'd like to read a, a quote from a, I'll call him a theologian, named Brendan Manning. A little bit long, but rather than trying to memorize it, I'm just going to read it to you. I'm now utterly convinced that on Judgment Day, the Lord Jesus will ask one question and one question only. Did you believe that I loved you? That I desired you? That I waited for you day after day? That I longed to hear the sound of your voice? Any need sound like mom. The hope is that believers will respond, I believed in your love, and I tried to shape my life as a response to it. But some, believers, may not be able to say that. No one can measure like a believer the depth and intensity of God's love, but then no one can measure like a believer the effectiveness of our gloom, pessimism, our low self-esteem, our self-hatred and despair that block God's way to us. Do you see why it's so important to lay hold of this basic truth of our faith? because you're only going to be as big as your own concept of God. We make God in our own image and he winds up being as fussy and rude and narrow-minded and judgmental and unforgiving as we are. The God of so many Christians I meet is too small. He is not the God of the Word. He is not the God who is revealed in and by Jesus Christ, who at this moment comes to your seat says. I have a word for you. I know your whole life story. I know every skeleton in your closet. I know every moment of sins and shame, dishonesty, and degraded love that's darkened your past. Right now, I know your shallow faith, your feeble prayer life. I know your inconsistent discipleship, And my word to you is this, I dare you to trust that I love you just as you are, not as you should be, because none of us are as we should be. That is a picture of a mother's love, which is a reflection of God's image that I need you to know before you leave this room today. You are loved beyond your comprehension, just like a mama. Everybody would stand up for me, please. As I I close, I just want you to think about a few things. I want you to think about all the motherly gifts that God has brought to you whether through your mom, through a grandparent, adopted mother, a mother figure, or simply through his own spirit and his relationship with you. As you leave here today, make a plan to respond to those gifts of motherhood. If you're a mom, seek ways to reflect the Lord in all that you do as a mom. If your mom is available, let her know how much you appreciate her part in God's plan for you. A little bit of his image that he brought into your life, she brought into your life. If she's not around, honor her in your next steps. Honor God in all you do. But in all cases, no matter what your situation with your earthly mother is, let the Lord fill you more and more with his image. He's the perfect one. Perfect father. Perfect mother perfect Lord, Savior, friend. And he loves you completely. If you need prayer this morning, one of our mothers, Julie, is going to be in the back corner here, ready to receive you and just pray with you and just bring more of God's image into your life. Pray for you for strength. If you need to reach out to that mom you haven't talked to in a while, you just don't know how to do it. She brought you into this world. She was a tool used by God. Don't lose sight of that.